Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Story Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today our featured guest is the lovely M.L. Preston. So please go ahead, let the people know who you are, what it is that you write, anything else you want to share before I get into it with all my questions from the love files. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for having me today. I am M.L. Preston. And I have been writing for six years this coming December. Uh, we'll celebrate my six-year uh, publiversary, I should say. Um, I write contemporary romance, extremely steamy contemporary romance, and um, interracial. BWW, BWWM is my niche. That is that is my wheelhouse, and that's pretty much where I remain. Um, I, have, uh, I have written um, an African-American story that I just kind of keep in my back pocket, it was released uh, for an anthology piece last year that we did with a couple other authors. Um, it's called Love Me Always, an anthology, and all the proceeds dub- um, were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so that was, yeah. Um, but um, that story I just kind of hold because um, it was just a, a short piece and uh, eventually I fleshed that character out because it was a, a, a strong female character which is what I do. I write strong female characters. They're strong. They're Black. Uh, people call them indecisive. That's okay. They are because, you know, when you battle head and heart, you're going to have some um, moments of indecision. So, but that's, that's me. I'll let you get to the love files and answer more questions. But <laughs> yeah. uh, again, I do thank you a lot for having oh, me no, on here. Thank- I Seriously, it's my pleasure because, again, I said this before and I will keep saying it. I am an author that loves to read, and I am also an introvert in real life. Most of you may not think that because of how I act on this podcast, but I am. (laughs) So for me, this is a a nice, like, break from writing. It's a nice break from my nine to five, and I get to meet really cool authors like you. So really, the pleasure is all mine. So. My first question has to do with these book covers. Tell us about uh, the the book cover. Okay, so you haven't, it was just announced yesterday. So me and my bestie, which I, I refer to her as book wifey all the time. Uh, we've been calling I'm each other book wifey for two years now. And um, it was in September. She was like, hey, you want to write a Christmas book? So we co-wrote mm-hmm. uh, Christmas novella called Kisses Over Eggnog and she did the cover for that and we wanted to if you notice the trend lately mm-hmm. with the little stuff is the more clip art illustrated book it's covers so thinking cute though that book cover is they, so they are they are the cutest things and so she designed that cover and mm-hmm. the concept was easy we said we wanted a, a, an illustrated cover I said okay mm-hmm. and I sat down I found all the clip art pieces. She put it together. Bam, that's our cover. And that was released. The story wasn't released yesterday. The cover reveal was yesterday. Yes. And we have had so many people, oh my God, it's so cute. I said, I know, right? It's like, it fits the holiday theme. It's a holiday-based story. It's a BWWM novella. When it comes to covers, I am... Uh, she, she, she will not design another cover for me because I'm particular. 
there's nothing wrong um, with that. This is your story. You no, it's not. And, and she knows that, but she says mm-hmm. that I am a different type of particular. <laughs> so <laughs> she will not design another cover for me. Now, not, that's not to say that she won't, but she was like, if I do, you have to back and let me do it because you just I'm too opinion um but it's worked for me thus far because everyone I think there might have been one cover that no one was totally in love with but every other cover maybe two covers of of my books they have all just been they just love them my the best ones that they like is my all-in and my high roller covers they were like that was just perfect it just tied in you could see that Vegas vibe you knew it was about this billionaire guy um you know everything that was on it that you wanted all the points you wanted to hit selling points you wanted to hit with your cover was right there and so that's one of my better covers that I've had oh well let's let's get into that shall we (laughs) let's let's start now is the the high roller is this part of a series or are these standalones because I have the covers and I could talk about the covers but if they're not released yet, I don't want to get into the cover just yet. I'd rather get to the story aspect of it first. So when people see the cover, right. they're like, oh, word. But okay, I know exactly what I'm getting with this story. Right. So High Roller, actually, High Roller actually released in 2018. And then the follow-up um, didn't come out until 2020. And it was supposed to come out the year after. <laughs> I released High Roller on my birthday in 2018. And... Um, <laughs> My friend told me, or Sade, she told me that I wrote it into existence because the ending line was best birthday ever. I released it on my birthday. It became a number one seller. It stayed number one in this category for a little bit over a week mm-hmm. on Amazon. And it's, it's been my, it was my best seller. And so literally I wrote best birthday ever into existence because I released it for my birthday. 2018, I hit a couple of roadblocks, which is haha, another one of my stories. I had um, two surgeries on my shoulder. I had a uh, rotator cuff that I tore in a freak nature accident. We won't even get there. But um, I didn't do any writing in 2019. Um, it was too difficult. You don't really understand um, the use of your body until you can't use it and what you actually go through simple tasks like you know typing and stuff it's just something I couldn't handle yeah. nonetheless 2020 I caught up and um wrote a couple of things for some uh, anthologies that came out in 2020 and then of course some in 2021 but the second story in the high roller series is all in the aces and eight series is all in so that one released in 2020 mm-hmm. so that duet is complete there were um uh opportunities that I wanted to take for that story but for that storyline but because of the setback in 2019 I just kind of decided to scrap it all um but there's other ways that you'll be able to see Carter which is the the main character you know well one of the main characters in the series mm-hmm. is that um one thing that I like to do is interconnect my stories and so uh, based on their profession. So Carter is an, an entertainment lawyer. He's mm-hmm. like one of the top entertainment lawyers out there, you know, representing big names, doing big deals, concert promotions and things like that. That's his job. And he okay. expanded it. Um, so you'll see him pop up in other books where I have entertainment mm-hmm. as a center. Now, like 
as far as like interweaving characters into other stories, what would you recommend for someone who, again, um, asking for a friend, myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> what would mm-hmm. you recommend for them to, to start doing? Do you recommend they get like a smaller arc and another standalone or you just kind of let them have free range and see what happens? You know, that actually has a better play in it because I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you, know, you can lay out the best outline plot points, have your story arc. Just It just looks so pretty on paper, but when you start putting those words on the, you know, the keys on the typewriter or mm-hmm. keyboard, pen to pad, whichever one it is that you choose, mm-hmm. those tend to have their own way of doing things. Yeah, they will show up and show out. <laughs> they like they'll they'll look at your outline and then look at you and then look back at your outline and go, "This is not going." <laughs> and you're like, "Well, then you tell me how it goes." They like, "Okay," and then they Thank take you. over. <laughs> Absolutely, and you can argue with. Them. Go into the corner and not come back for a while, or you like stuck with writer's block. You just put your characters in timeout. Like they just, just like you know what? You go over there and sit down until you figure out how you're gonna finish this story because you started. Yeah, I am so serious. Do you know how many are? I know you probably had an argument or at least a real serious discussion with your character. Mm Yeah, Arthur's a crazy. it's the characters I keep telling people they talk to you like they really do sit down there like listen this is not what I want to do and you realize like oh my god you're not a person but you have taken on this character like I have ideas that I want my characters like to see things through and they're like nah that's not where we're going with this and it's like excuse me I'm the one writing and they're like yeah but I'm the character and it's just like let's try yeah. to reach some type of agreement because there's some there's a right there's a point that you want this this story to play out and you want this point to be illustrated so I literally I will just sit and and talk to my characters and people think I'm crazy <laughs> it's like okay you can think that mm-hmm. but if she come out say something then don't blame me because that's your fault you should have listened to me that was the mm-hmm. character talking not me but they will they will sit there they will change your whole trajectory that's why I said that series, there were plans for a spinoff mm-hmm. uh, for second characters because a lot of people love my secondary characters too. Yes. But uh, I scrapped it. Mm-hmm. I had to scrap it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to have to scrap it because I'm not going to be able to give y'all y'all book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to close their storyline and then I'll just put them in other places. So exactly. um, one of my, it was actually in a... Um, a quick release anthology that came out this past July. It was a Tangle Sheets anthology. Um, my story in that one, uh, Falling for the Rockstar, Carter is a very, obviously there's Rockstar, there's that entertainment aspect. Mm-hmm. He's not a on-screen character, but he has pivotal points in there. Mm-hmm. He's the boss of my heroine. So obviously he is a integral part of the storyline. Yeah, he's so making yeah. yeah. He said I he got a family that. to support. <laughs> <laughs> no, I seriously, I love that. And I'm glad that you're able to talk to your fans because, again, fans, for some reason, they, they like the main characters, but these secondary characters, they seem to fall head over heels for. What, what mm-hmm. do you do when your readers tell you, okay, I like your main character, but the second character, though, like, can we get, can we get that arc? <laughs> yeah they they want those stories um 
and, and actually one of them was in all uh, was the high roll or the aces and eight series um they wanted a uh, jewel story but i did not it's not that i didn't connect obviously i connected with her she you know yeah. she wouldn't have the votes that she did if i didn't but um i just i just couldn't see a story building from that even in the falling for the rock star story when it does release um as a stand it's actually going to be part of a duet series but uh when it does release i'm confident mm -hmm. there's there's going to be that one you know secondary story uh from the care the secondary characters but um and at, at this time i don't see it and i had planned it mm -hmm. but that story came back and spoke to me so i'm like well then maybe that's just not the story for them maybe it's another story i need to write um yeah i talk to anyone bounce ideas off of my husband who has absolutely no interest in it now until i told him about the um fantasy book that i did write it was mm -hmm. a beauty and retelling called bella and her beast mm -hmm. he was all in I'm like okay so you don't like romance you like the the, the fictional stuff I was like, okay i got you fantasy stuff okay so, but he had a whole plan for me. <laughs> I love that because you never know who is going to respond to your work and what it is that they respond to about your work. And that keeps things so interesting. Now, earlier you mentioned that you, you mainly write for interracial romance. Does that also transcend to your sci-fi? And what is it like being an interracial writer? Because again, I know people feel like, oh, well, it's just romance, it's romance, but really, it it it's not. That's why we have subgenres, people. Like we we just have to be honest mm -hmm. about that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. what, what can you share with us about that? So, um, I do the interracial aspect of it. It does translate over because in my version of Bella and her beast, it was an interracial couple. Uh, mm -hmm. Bella, her name she's Afro Latina actually. Mm -hmm. So, real name is Isabella, but everyone called her Bella, mm -hmm. and. Um, the Grayson was the beast and instead of, I mean, it's still a curse nonetheless, yeah. but it's not a curse like we knew coming up in Disney. Mm -hmm. um, he was cursed um, because her great, well, five generations back, her mm -hmm. great grandmother fell in love with his great grandfather five generations back and they were supposed to be together. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up her and going to go be with someone else because he was engaged to a princess and then mm -hmm. when he found out that she was pregnant he decided to stay with her well Isabella's grandmother five generations back mm -hmm. was a witch or a bruja as I well there you go there. okay mm -hmm. and so she cursed mm -hmm. his whole family line find true love by the time they was 25 or as there'll be a wolf forever mm -hmm. oh that's so, a serious um, curse <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so what happened is, it, and then it, it was a five times 25. So his fifth generation, her fifth generation, it was them. And mm -hmm. it was those two ones that were mated or fated, if you will, to be together. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they, but the thing is, is that they had to fall in love, not just because of a curse, they literally had to fall in love mm -hmm. in order to break the curse. Wow. So, um, that was my first time I wrote it. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, my, my book wifey she helped because that's her her jam is paranormal mm -hmm. so that's that's her pan her jam i'm gonna let you do it you just help me plot it out so she helped me plot it out put it together and i absolutely love it personally wow 
but uh, not released yet as a, as a single or as a standalone. Some people may have got it because it was in another box set that was out for a couple of months, but then it disappeared. But mm -hmm. you know, as its own, it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> but and then I, we were talking okay. about the aspect of writing interracially. It's difficult during mm -hmm. these times of you know race wars that we're basically dealing with and uh, being a, a black woman it's difficult to write about because I am I'm one of those rose-colored glasses type person I think love is love yeah. I don't question it mm -hmm. um, but it's difficult when you're faced with so much negativity and racism and things like that and I I do pepper it in my stories it, mm -hmm. it has to be a point you have to know that these things exist, even in a fictional world. Mm -hmm. They, and you can't just sugarcoat everything. It has to be laid out there on the line. Yeah. So I even bought in the uh, Black Lives Matter in All In uh, movement. And um, her son plays basketball. And I had the whole team kneel in protest of, uh, you know, pulling a Colin Kaepernick. And then, uh, of course, parents were yeah. upset then the hero mm -hmm. which is carter who's a white guy he goes in and he goes and goes beside his uh stepson oh, so wow. i made it a pivotal point mm -hmm. about how important it is to have allies mm -hmm. or you're in college because those are the those to me are the building blocks for who you're going to become as a person like playtime is almost over at that point mm -hmm. So I, I love hearing that. I love uh, hearing authors incorporate those things into their stories because, again, it, it is fantasy and we are selling stories in a way, but at the same time, we also have this opportunity to add in these truths. And I feel like that is such a mm -hmm. powerful truth to, to storytelling. It is. So I think it's wonderful when authors like you actually add those elements in there in a way that people can not only connect to as to the characters, but as in real life. And hopefully that mm -hmm. transcends. So thank you for doing yeah. that. That's incredible. Look, no problem. I, I, I felt like I owed it to, you know, I have, albeit it's just a small little rock that I call a platform, you know, mm -hmm. in the sea of all authors, you know, our voices are still just as important as anyone else's. And if someone's gonna listen, then you might as well use it to say, what needs what to be said. To say. Exactly. I agree. And now do you as a, an AR writer, uh, do you have any advice for anyone else that is also uh, looking to tell more interracial stories, like a community that they can go to, to, to start sharing their stories and, and find a way to connect with other authors that also write the same genre? First and foremost, don't be afraid to put pen to paper and write what you want to write. That's just that's just the rule number one. You write your story. No one, there is no rhyme or reason. There is no perfect outline. There is nothing out there that can tell you how, No, nothing and no one to tell you how to write your story. Mm -hmm. Sure, there are things to how to get started, how to clean it up, how to tighten it and make it pretty but it's still your story at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. just write it. But if you're wanting to get into such a uh, niche market, such as interracial, you know, seek out those um, reader groups on Facebook that cater to, um, you know, writing um, interracial, like uh, 
BWWM eBooks or the IRAE group um, for the uh, Interracial Romance Arthur Expo, Expo that they have every year. Um, seek out authors that write in that genre and ask them questions. Yeah. Um, you know, how they, how they formulate their stories to incorporate um, love in all aspects of it. So there's um, your, your uh, podcast. You interviewed uh, some wonderful authors oh, who write you. in this genre. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was like, why am I even on this podcast? These people are <laughs> But seriously, yeah. you reach out to those that will um, bend an ear for you and mm-hmm. ask. Yeah. And we all started in from the same piece of paper and number two pencil. So it, you can only go up from where you start. That is very true. And that is very good advice because it's so hard to ask for help sometimes, but sometimes that's literally the first step. And everyone knows the first step is usually the hardest. And once you do that, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be smooth sailing, but but you're going to get there a lot faster once you start. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned the Interracial Romance Author Expo. When is that happening? Yeah. Yep, April 28th to April 30th of 2022 uh, in Daytona, Florida. Oh, Lord. It's in Daytona. Oof. It's going to be a hot mess in all the best ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I kept looking at the calendar and I kept looking and I actually updated my website yesterday. I'm so horrible at that, but uh, I updated yesterday to add that on there as an event that I would be at to, uh, you know, be joining. And I actually think that's the only event that I have on my calendar next year. Well, if it's the only event you have, it is definitely one not to miss because you will be there. So what is uh, happening at this event? Like who uh, will be speaking at this event? Are there like oh, any, uh, are there any classes or any like, what not webinars, but what is it called? Seminars. There you go. I, I, this they, pandemic has changed my whole jargon. It, it, <laughs> it has because everything is web, 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 web. Yeah. And I get it. And I understand but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll break back into some semblance of normal. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, was it ever really normal? <laughs> you know, really, we, we don't know. <laughs> we don't, it's like, we don't even know anymore. <laughs> but um, the list of people uh, scheduled to attend is mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. I promise you. Now, grant you, um, you know, it's subject to change, of course. Mm-hmm. But you have you know, myself, I'll be there. Uh, Sade Renee will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lola Lace, Twyla Turner, Zyla Turner. Now, them, them two Turner. They go those turn, are like, turn, turn it out. Like, <laughs> those are my icons up there. And I'm like, uh, I'm not understanding how I, I did not know who y'all were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, how come? into writing in order to find out who you were you know things of that nature yeah. um i'm trying to get my my list won't come no, up that's just Kita kendrick phone. is high on my list she, oh my Her, goodness yes she is definitely be, romance i think i'm actually going to be doing more fangirling than i am going to be doing right because As like, I, i'm like you're kidding me <laughs> if i go i'm gonna have to get my head in the game like i'm gonna have to get there like 48 hours before just to get my mind right because <laughs> I, I know Keita Kendrick is scheduled to uh, be there. And then Sierra London is another author who I yeah. adore. 
pretty much if you have written anything from the lunchtime chronicles i'm gonna fangirl when yes uh l loren is supposed to be there which i haven't i you haven't had an opportunity to meet her um personally, but of course you know communicate through facebook or messenger yeah um, definitely all the time and then who else was on there um I think Kenya Wright is scheduled. Yeah. Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I don't, I'm going to have to ask her now. I'm, is L. Lauren? I think L. Lauren is supposed yeah, to be there. Yeah, L. Lauren is supposed to be there, but I'm close to Posey Parks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she is going to be there or not. Um, you know, I, that's why I say I'm close to her. Mm-hmm. I have to do is probably just oh i tried reaching out to kenya right for for 20 books to i thought she would be there and i was and then i found out that she would be attending this event and i was like if i go she's high on my list her kita kendrick l l lauren like and parker posey oh i missed her uh i think she was at 20 books to vegas well, but she's, then I well, she's not on the list this one yeah she's yeah. yeah she was at 20 books she's not on the i, I was so bummed out about lashawn bass Laverne Thompson, uh, Kia, like you said, um, Francesca Penn, Donna Mercer. Uh, those are some so of many. the yeah. Allen, you know, those are some of the big names. Like I said, I'm probably doing more fangirling yeah. than anything else. Mm-hmm. I, I completely just understand. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I completely understand. But, um, <laughs> It'd be nice to finally meet some of the people that I actually sit back and look up to. My, my final question to you before I let you go, and okay. this is an important question, so I want you to think about it before you answer it. Okay. I got <laughs> now, my thinking cap on. Okay, good. So we'll, we'll jump back to your first duo, and I want you to think about that. And as an author, from your perspective, all things considered, what is the smooch rating that you would give your your duo, the first duo that you ever published? Would you give it a one smooch rating, just you know, a ten dollar chip, or would you give it that four smooch rating where you just betting on the house? As far as romance, sex scenes, intrigue, the dialogue, the characters, all of that, what would you give it as a rating? So you're talking about my very, 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 very first. Yes, the one that debuted it in 2018 and then the follow-up in 2020. So oh for uh I'll uh ooh mm-hmm. give that scale again. Oh yeah. So one smooch is that ten dollar chip you want to try your luck all the way up to four smooches, which is you just ready to bet the whole house, all chips in. Yeah, I'm I'm going <laughs> ironically, I'm going um <laughs> I, I have to, I honestly have to say, uh, there is nothing about that set, that duet, mm-hmm. that disappoints. I love that. Because I always like to ask the author, because I know some people may read your duet, your duet and they will say, ooh, this, this wasn't nearly as spicy as I thought it would be. And then someone else may pick up the exact same book and say, I could have used a little bit more heat. People are weird. <laughs> so I always like and to ask the author and then ask you why, why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that one reason why I feel that way is, um, I, I, okay, so mm-hmm. we write these books and we reread them, we edit them, we reread them. 
But then when you separate yourself from them for a while, and then you go back, you know, you're like, oh, let me go find a new teaser line, or let me go find something interesting to pull so I can, you know, refresh it to run some new ads or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself sitting there reading, and you're reading. You yeah. forgot the reason why you're reading it. Mm-hmm. You know, your purpose was to find something new so that you can refresh it. Oh, but here you good read. <laughs> And you're like, who wrote this? There is no way I wrote this. And <laughs> I revisited the sex scenes because that was the thing that I had become known for. Mm-hmm. Like, can I say this? Panty melting scenes. I need to use that phrase. I don't think I've, I've written anything like that just yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> my aunt and oh may she her soul rest in peace but my aunt told my mom and my mom told me um that she read that scene i, I didn't want my family to get all of my books yeah i didn't want y'all to know what i knew what i was writing <laughs> i told my mom you cannot read them my mom won't read them yeah but my aunt read them mm-hmm. had my whole collection and my aunt told my mama that it made her, you know, what, you know, wow. she died. And I was died, like, died. I didn't need to know that about my aunt, mom. Um, right. So, Especially about your story. It hurts, but, <laughs> yes, but I'm like, but then there's that little part of you going, okay, my aunt's like in her sixties and that mm-hmm. made me get excited. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did something pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I, on to something. I reread those scenes and mm-hmm. I was like, well, what? The only thing I said to myself is like, well, then why you, you already started it? Why you just didn't go? You know, there's other ways that I knew I could have taken that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They still did what they did, honey. And they did it well. <laughs> they did it well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, but in both, in both the, um, now, I will say there. I will say this: they are not the hottest couple I've ever written. Mm-hmm. They are definitely that. That series has the whole package. Yeah. See, I love that. That's that's what people want. They want to know if it's going to give what you say it's supposed to have gave. So it, it, it did. I love it. Yeah. It did. I I I don't. I'm not. And everyone would tell you, my friends, they don't like me because it is. I'm not one that. It's boastful, mm-hmm. braggadocious. I don't toot my own horn. I don't do anything. I'm the most humblest person that you could possibly ever meet. Mm-hmm. And so for me to actually take pride in something that I read, it has to be good. Mm-hmm. Stake my name on it because <laughs> <laughs> I don't do those things. I am very humble. And um, yeah, I that that has to be the most well-written. Well, I won't say anymore, but to date that 2018 kind of signified a change in my writing style mm-hmm. and it, it tightened up and um, became more fuller mm-hmm. and there was nothing wrong with the stories beforehand but it's, you can actually see the change and so anything written prior to 2018 I'm likely going to go in there and revamp eventually that's another addition that's that's totally fine as a journey that's a cost process author that that's Mm -hmm. part of the process and you got to love the process I do because it gives me a chance to fall in love with those stories that I've written before 
Mm-hmm. I came up to 2018. So yeah. And I, totally I, I those were my babies, you know. Thank you so much, ML, for joining us today on the story station. Please remind people where they can find you and you know, we'll go ahead and close out for today. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. I can't tell you how much uh I really, really, really and really appreciate you having uh, me on you. your case. It's been wonderful. <laughs> um by all means we can definitely do this again just yeah. whenever oh you're you have ready. an open uh, invitation okay <laughs> <laughs> whenever uh for our listeners out there you can definitely find anything related to ml Preston at www.mlpreston.com on all the social medias uh it's ml well on instagram is author underscore ml underscore uh Preston. but on all the other ones it's uh, at mlpreston.com okay again thank you so much for joining me thank you all so much for listening again i am your host Kay mccoy and we are signing off for this episode i'll see you guys soon bye bye